Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, Small Biz Brain Trust, welcome to episode 142. This is part three of how HR should prepare for a recession. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsay, and this is the podcast that delivers employer intelligence two days each week in a seven to ten minute episode. My co host, Robert Attridge, delivers the Thursday show, and I deliver the Tuesday show. Now, in parts one and two, we learned that a recession is a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy lasting more than a few months. And we also learned there's not a consensus among economists about how to calculate if we're in a recession. Besides, all the major players using the traditional measures missed calling the last recession. You remember the Great Recession. So it's probably a good idea to look at those who did call it and see what measurements they take. I've been calling these non-traditional recession indicators. In this episode, we'll wrap up the argument. The argument being that we are very close to another recession and that this one will be much worse than the last one by looking at a few more measuring sticks. A huge slowing in consumer credit has contributed to the slowdown in retail sales. So major brands are shutting down more than 4,000 stores this year in 2017. Many of these are the result of bankruptcy. They're just completely going out of business. Now, Business Insider calls it a retail apocalypse. And in a March 23, 2017 article, Kate Taylor says, quote, walking through a mall in 2017 is like walking through a graveyard, end quote. And she provides some disturbing photographic evidence. Now to check that out, go to the show notes and there'll be a link to see the pictures that she provides. Now she also points out that visits to malls have declined by 50% from 2010 to 2013, according to a real estate research firm, Cushman and Wakefield. 50%. That's crazy. And in The Atlantic, Derek Thompson provides three reasons for this. He says a shift to online retail, too many malls were built, and a shift in spending from retail to mills and entertainment. So is this just a shift in spending methods and preferences, or is it a sign of economic slowing? Well, I actually think it's both. We've definitely changed the way we buy. I know I have. But we've also borrowed a lot of money to make those purchases. Auto loans is another indicator. And after record auto sales in 2015 and 2016, auto loan delinquencies have reached their Great Recession peak, but we're not in a recession. And auto sales are down in 2017, even though interest rates are low and manufacturers are offering huge discounts. In fact, auto sales are way down. Loan delinquencies of poor credit borrowers has also reached the same level that it was in 2009. But again, we're not in a recession. So why does this matter? Well, Casey Research looked at the S&P 500's performance in relationship to auto sales. And the S&P 500 is a measure of how the stock market is performing. And since 2010, those two measurements have moved almost in sync with one another. So that relationship, if it continues, you can expect to see a sharp decline in the stock market to follow. Well, speaking about stocks, they are 
in general, greatly overvalued. The stock market is in a major bubble right now. According to Mark Faber, valuations are super high and earnings aren't real. He says they're overstated. And Yahoo Finance reported in 2016 that 93% of the entire stock market move since 2008 was caused by the Federal Reserve and their policy. In other words, they printed a ton of money and that liquidity caused the stock market to rise. It's not because the companies are worth more. Now, Robert Schiller, a Nobel Prize winning economist, created what he calls a CAPE ratio, and it measures stock values. It's kind of a modified price-to-earnings ratio uh, measurement. And according to it, there are only two times in history where the stock price to the company's earnings has been higher, in 1929 and 2000. Of course, 1929 was the Great Depression, and 2000, if you were around then, was the dot-com blow-up. Mike Maloney has an awesome video about the different bubbles that we're in, the ones that he says are flashing big signs of the beginning of the next, what he calls, greater recession. So it's even come to the point where some of the financial elite are coming out and publicly saying that the stock market is skating on thin ice. You just have to know where to find their comments. For example, Jim Rickards posted in the Daily Reckoning that Mohammed El Irian, a former deputy director of the International Monetary Fund and president of the Harvard Management Company, he doubts the current bull market in stocks will survive if the Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank, and the Bank of England don't print more money. In other words, if they don't continue with the stimulus that has caused the stock market to perform the way it has since 2008 after the Great Recession. In fact, he says stocks rose on a sea of liquidity and they may crash when that liquidity is removed. Now, Rickards also wrote that the CEO of the Government of Singapore Investment Corp said, quote, valuations are stretched and policy uncertainty is high, end quote. And he goes on to say that investors are being too complacent. Well, it's taken three episodes to lay the groundwork, but I hope that this has helped to open your eyes to the fact that we're on some shaky economic ground right now, and it's going to get a lot worse. So it's a good idea to prepare your company for the inevitable. And on episode 144, we'll finally get down to what it is you can do to prepare from an HR standpoint. I've got a lot of links to videos in the show notes, so if you've never been to the show notes before, make this the first time you do. I promise you, if you're interested even a little bit in this subject, then you'll love those resources. Well, there you have it. Go to smallbizbrainiac.com for a free report, Eight Steps to Lowering Your Employer Liability. Check that out. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Brainiac.